name is Sadie Rutherford. Um, I am a 22-year-old mom. I'm also a wife. I do have a part-time serving job, but I am an entrepreneur in the network marketing space. I am also a social media kind of creator, um, which happened kind of accidentally, but everyone loves my family and just the love that we share and show people. Um, so yeah, I'm so happy to be here. So we're going to jump right in with some questions. Um, you want to say that word or am I going to say Okay, I'm going to try to say it. Okay, hold on. I'm going to try to say it and you say it all the time so you come, you're going to say it right. But I want to try. Spinal cerebellar ataxia 42. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I got it right. It is kind of hard to hear uh, you in the front. Do you have like a headphone on? Yeah. Maybe back there? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I can hear her really clear in the back, but it's a little bit harder to hear you. Really? Just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe the one she has on has the microphone, you know? Oh, maybe. That could but be when, it. When, you're, when you're facing her talking, I can hear you better. Okay. When you're facing the phone. Oh. All right. Sorry, I'm facing <laughs> <laughs> See, look, we're, we're still trying to figure this out. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. So what is what is spinocerebellar ataxia type 42? Okay, it is a very rare neurological disorder. Um, my daughter has it. She is 16 months old now. She's a toddler. Um, but she was, this is her in the back too, put in. Um, and quick shout out to Keelan Bishop. Uh, he did this design artwork for us. So, um, but she got diagnosed with it when she was five months old. They wanted to start genetic testing when she was first born just because she had some dysmorphic features. The doctor said he thought she looked perfect, but like the bridge of her nose is a little flat. Um, I guess her eyes were a little farther apart and just different things. You know, they birth babies every day. So they're like, she just doesn't look like a typical child. So we want to start testing. Um, and they had to run through three different tests. So the first test they did was just like a regular genetic testing. Pretty like basic, nothing too like deep, the geneticist said, and nothing came back. Um, then they tested for a specific condition, Rubenstein-Tabi syndrome, because of what her fingers looked like. It looks like the kids that have that. That was nothing came back. And then they did a specific, like, microarray gene sequencing test and found the gene that is mutated, which is CANCG1 is the gene that's mutated. And they called us. And we're like, hey, we got some results. We want you to come in for these. Um, and basically, they told us this condition is not very well known. We just have testing for it as of recently. I don't know if she's the youngest one diagnosed, but is not very typical for a five-month-old to be diagnosed with that. And they basically just said it's a neurological disorder. Your spinal cord and your cerebellum affects, like, your balance and your movement. Mm -hmm. um, and there have been eight <clears throat> studies so far, only eight case studies, and all those kids are a little small, and they all have some delays. They are all different levels of delays. So we can't tell you if and when she'll walk, if and when she'll talk. We can't tell you lifespan because we don't know. They're still, like, doing research for it. And I remember going home, and they did tell me just because there's only eight cases so far doesn't mean there's not more than eight people out there that have it. They just well, either haven't been diagnosed yet or they weren't, like, a case study person. So I, like, went on Facebook. I went on Instagram. I'm, like, hashtagging spinal cerebellar ataxia, hashtag rare disease, hashtag rare neurological condition. Like, I went into Facebook groups. 
And I did find some older people that have um, her condition, but it came later in life. And that's typically how it has been until now. There's like kids being born with it. So typically people don't show symptoms till they're between 20 and 55 and they start losing their ability to talk. Like they start slurring their words a little bit. They start losing their, it's called gait instability. So their ability to walk correctly. Um, and so those people obviously are, are, I don't want to say negative Nancy's, but they got to live a typical normal life and then all this stuff started happening to them. And yeah. so they are a bit more negative than the parents of kids who were born with it because they're born with it. That's all they know. So, um, that is a very big age gap though. 20, what did you say? 25 to 25 to 55. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy. Like I thought I I knew that it was rare because you've said it like on your page that there's only eight cases. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think like I guess obviously I didn't I've never looked it up, so I've never like looked into what it, it specifies. But like finding out that there's older people with it and then them They got it later in life. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't I don't know. It feels like it doesn't make sense, I guess you wanna say. Yeah, no, it really doesn't. And there's so much unknown with it that, I mean, we just, we take it day by day. We have a lot of faith. Um, I, I did find some websites that, you know, tell you about it a little bit if you ever want to look it up. Like, it does affect her eyes a little bit. She has a, it's called a nystagmus. So it's just um, kind of a gaze issue. She can see everything totally fine, but it's her ability to focus and look at an object. Sometimes her eyes kind of just roll up. It's called like a nystagmus. It's part of it. Um, but there were some websites when I was looking it up that like on raredisease.com or something. I don't know if that's the exact website. Don't quote me, but <laughs> it's just all these rare diseases. And hers for spinocerebellar ataxia type 42, it would symptoms, it would say, like not known yet or still in research or it was just like blank <laughs> it was just blank <laughs> like just oh we we know this thing but we don't know about it. we don't know anything about it and yeah like, the craziest part to me though is that it's a gene mutation mm -hmm. so she was born with a gene mutation and like the part that's not i'm like i'm just not like comprehending is that she was born with a gene mutation but these adults get it later in life so did they not have a gene mutation or like did it just oh i'm gonna mutate today and just mutate oh, that's true yeah that's a good question i don't know i didn't i didn't ask the adults like much about their their gene we didn't get very far in a conversation because they were just so like i hate my life my life sucks i don't want to live anymore and i'm like okay oh, yeah. I'm I don't sorry need but i'm gonna love you where you are because <laughs> i don't know what to say like we i didn't really get very far with them so i'm not sure i'm not sure yeah. like that's the crazy like that's the part that's like just racking my brain because i'm like okay so Putin was born with it but there's these adults who can get it anywhere from 25 to 55 and like I don't know much about genes, but I am very, very fascinated with genes because genes are just one of those things that is just really crazy to me. Because like you can have the same mom, the same dad, and have five kids, and they all look different, act different, yeah. and they have the same exact genes being put into them, and literally have these twelve thousand variations. So like genes to me are just it's like really, really cool. So it's just one of those ones that like. Do genes just randomly mutate in our body? Or 
Yeah, I mean, that is a great question. And it did kind of lead me into like, researching toxins and heavy metals and different yeah. things. Because when the day that goddess was diagnosed or put in, everyone knows her as put in the day that put in was diagnosed. <laughs> um, goddess is her real name, by the way. But the day she was diagnosed, Dane and I both gave our blood to see who it came yeah. from. Like, do, are we carriers of this gene? Do we have it? Like, and they said it came from neither of you. It came from neither of your families. It came from neither of you. You're not carriers. You don't have it. You have your genes are A-OK. -okay. And they call it a spontaneous gene mutation. And I am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. Yes. So even though we don't necessarily know exactly, they don't know exactly why it happened, it you know, probably could have been from like anything I've, I was eating or even like generations above us, what they were eating, what they were doing, that affects my genes and what's in my body. And so that's what kind of led me into, we met this couple at church and they always ask about goddess and, or put in, <laughs> they always ask about put in and um, they use like essential oils for different types of, not necessarily healing, but aiding in, you know, what our bodies are designed to do is kind of heal themselves. Right. Um, so I just wanted to look for something to kind of help her nervous system, kind of help her try to figure out why they were like, you know, maybe it was more than likely they were doing a lot of research for me. And they're like, because of like heavy toxins or something that was in your blood or just heavy toxins. So that's, that is what started our like detoxifying kind of journey that we're on right now. Because we, we still don't know the reason. I don't know if we'll like ever know the reason why it mutated. That is crazy. Like I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's very, very fascinating, but also very, very crazy because you don't have any answers. And yeah. I, kudos to you because I don't know how I could function not having any answers. You guys, they're just like, oh well, I don't know, guys. We're yeah. So how? How did it make you feel? How did it make you and Dane feel when, you know, you got this diagnosis and there's so much still unknown for goddess and for me? So I, I will preface by saying, like, I grew up in church and my parents were Christian and, you know, I had a little faith when I was younger. And then we go to college away from our family and we don't necessarily do that anymore. And I meet my husband in college and we have this baby and yada, yada, yada. So my faith was very weak and it was incredibly terrifying and heartbreaking. Um, and I was so scared for her future and for our future. And I, I've said on my TikTok before, I think I still have it pinned, like her diagnosis story or whatnot. I should redo that also, by the way. But um, like I went through the Seven stages of grief kind of because when you're pregnant and even when you have the baby and you hold the baby like I would always especially when I was pregnant picture us like just doing all the things kids do I picture her running around our apartment I would picture us riding bikes together I would, I would just picture you know all these things typical kids can do and so it's like like I had to grieve the life that I thought she was gonna have and accept the life that I believe god has for her i believe god makes no mistakes um you know i believe she's created perfectly in his image just like we all are and so it was super super hard at first like i i cried every single day i remember for like two months straight after the diagnosis i just i just cried every day because i 
didn't know how to feel, to be honest. But, um, and I remember, you know, I don't necessarily know if I went through postpartum or if it was that, you know, also mixing in with it, kind of. Um, but around like month eight, I saw some light at the end of the tunnel. Things started to get a little bit better. Um, like I, I knew after like the second month of crying every day, I'm like, okay, you know, you've grieved. Now you got to get it together because you do have a child, you do have a husband, you have yourself, yeah. you have a home, you have a job, you have things you need to be doing, girl. So I just started doing things like journaling and dancing, things I would do before I became a mom, try and make myself happier and feel good and. Um, I just started talking to God more. I remember like the first time I talked to him, I was just like, Hey, you know, like it's so awkward to pray when you haven't prayed in forever. I'm like, if you are real, I'm like, if you, if you're real, if you have time for a little old me down here and you're listening, like that's how it started. And now I just speak to him like his friend and, um, reading my Bible really helped because it, it, learning the word and the scripture about what God says about us and what he says about life and our plans for life and how he has plans for us to prosper and not to harm us. And he promises that and God does not break his promises. Men and women do humans do. So, you know, it was a long eight months of grief, but we're absolutely better now. And it did nothing but strengthen my faith. So but it, it was hard at first. And it, any mom going through, I mean, any mom going through postpartum period, but especially like a, a rare disease or a rare diagnosis and the doctors are like, I, I mean, I feel for mom or dad because it's scary. <laughs> and I think, it, I think also even, even if it's a rare diagnosis or even if it isn't a rare diagnosis, I think any parent who gets any diagnosis that is not the regular typical diagnosis of like, hey, your kid's great, your kid's fine. I think all parents go through like that grieving, grieving period because we all imagine what our kids' lives are going to be like, what they're going to do, how they're going to look, how they're going to walk. Oh, I'm going to buy them this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. And then when you get said diagnosis, all of it's crushed. Yeah. So I think every parent right. who gets any kind of diagnosis has that period of like mourning of yeah. what their kid what they thought their kid was going to be yeah it's hard. it's hard i definitely did and and she has like exceeded i mean she's not even two yet and she's exceeded any of my expectations of you know what we thought it was going to be like it's just yeah. so much better than what we thought whenever we first heard you know for sure so I know there's only eight cases in the world. Have you met anyone with the same condition? Like face to face? So not face to face yet. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, no, we're done talking about the older people. Bless them. But um I have connected with so whenever I was getting on social media and hashtagging SCA, you could say SCA for short if you want. You don't have to say the whole long thing, but SCA, spinal cerebellar ataxia. Um, I found two Instagram pages. So there is a little boy in Russia who has type 42 and he's five. And so it is kind of cool to see his development and what he can do right now. And I talked to his mom through a translator. I send her a message in English and she translates it to Russian and then she types in Russian and translates it to English and sends it back. 
So, you know, the English is a little broken because the translation is weird, you know, what she's saying. So there's Dimitri in Russia. There's a little girl named Livia in Brazil. Um, and she's almost two. Have you seen her? Yeah, she followed us, and I was like, oh, that's just the same thing. Oh, yeah, so, so I, I messaged them earlier and was like, hey, I'm going on this podcast. Can I share about your family? Like, is that okay? And they're like, yes, please let me know where I can listen to it. And I was like, this is their Instagram handle. So that's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah, of course. They were like, we, you know, would love some more awareness about what we're going through. I do know in Brazil they don't have access to as much, like, technology as here or Russia, and I know Russia is a bit more advanced. I didn't know before this. I knew absolutely nothing about anywhere other than yeah. where I'm at right now. But, yeah. yeah. So for the longest time, it was just those two out of the country. And just recently this year, someone commented on my TikTok, hey, I found a, uh, I found a mom or I found somebody whose daughter has the same condition as you, and they live in the United States. And I was like, oh, my gosh, shut up. Are you kidding me? So this little girl, I don't know her real name. They call her Moo. It's like Puddin. They call her Moo. And she's 10. And she just got diagnosed, like, either this year or at the end of last year. They have not known for 10 years what she has. And finding that out, I was already through the whole grief stage, but just made me so thankful for an early diagnosis because I can't imagine the anxiety that would come with not only having a special child, but not knowing what they have at all. Like, they have not known no. what this girl has at all. For 10 years. For 10 years. And, like, and for 10 years. That, like, her sons look different, and she has, like, features, so they're literally trying to figure it out. And no one, no one knows for 10 years. And you're like, my kid is doing these things for 10 years. And that's just because yeah. I, I was talking to her and telling her, she's like, you know, I can't believe God has got diagnosed so early, and, and Mood just did. And I'm like, well, the geneticist told me the testing to find this specific disease, like, just came out. Like, it has not been around for very long. And I didn't, I have no idea how all that stuff works, to be honest. Um, but that's what she said. And they live in Kentucky. So we are going to plan, like, a meetup for Moo. And, and I would love to even go meet, like, Dimitri and Livia in Brazil. Obviously, that's going to be a bit later, you know, in life. But, yeah, I totally you want to meet little miss moo she's so no that would be so cool that would be so cool though because it's because there's only so many yeah. there's only so many and the fact that that like you, you know of four what 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 one yeah. two yeah four yeah. four you know four of them like could you imagine getting all four together. all together oh my gosh no i couldn't that would be awesome that would be so awesome. And are they all, like, is, um, the one in Brazil, she is in a chair, like, playing, right? Yeah. I believe she's they, in a chair. They have similar chairs. Dimitri has similar chairs. Um, okay. Livia and Goddess are actually really similar, except I don't think Livia ever grew any teeth but her bottom two. And okay. Goddess put in does have a couple teeth that she hasn't gotten. We took her to the dentist and... Um, he actually said, like, some neurological disorders, that's a thing. Like, some kids don't have certain teeth, or they never get them, or they get them, like, super way later. So, they're they're very, very, very similar. Um, Dimitri doesn't talk. He's five. He just babbles. He just kind of babbles. But he can feed himself. He can, like, hold things, pick things up. He can hold his head up in his stroller. Like, they have 
still an amazing quality of life. It's just, it looks different than typical people. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we know, we know a little bit of like, we know a little bit about like amazing quality of life. It just looks different than typical people. Yeah. <laughs> like we know, um, cause today we were grocery shopping and like my oldest, he's nine, he's on the spectrum and he has ADHD. And we say that his, his autism is stronger than his ADHD. Like, and I have two. So like, it's very different for both of them. My middle, his ADHD is stronger than his autism. So like, oh, wow. they're, they're literally two different. Oh, so my oldest, wow. he literally was in the store and he dances to his own beat, like his own music. He dances to his own drum. Like that's just who he is. And he's in the store and he is just getting down. We are in Sam's Club and my boy is dancing it through every single aisle. And he is feeling it. And I'm trying to figure out what music he is hearing because the store music is not what he's jamming to. Like, oh my God. He's not going to the store music. And I'm just like, whoa, okay. And he doesn't know like personal space. Mm -hmm. So he's very friendly. So he's going to people like, hey, can I get a high five? Hey, can I do this? Hey, how you doing? Are you going to get those too? We have some of those. Oh my and I'm like, God. I'm like, buddy, you have to like back up. <laughs> back up. And then he said something and now he's dancing. And he's having a good time. And the people are looking at him like, he's just happy on the Friday. <laughs> people are literally looking at him like, what in the world is wrong with this child? Because he will try to grab things out of your cart because he thinks that they're cool or he wants them. or like, And that's just who he is yeah. and I don't want to stifle him yeah. and I don't want him to be like stuck next to me the whole time we're talking right. yeah. like, he's nine kids get to roam freely in the store <laughs> they want to look at stuff but I'm just like my guy back up <laughs> like back up from the people and I'm like oh I'm sorry I, I, I just say I'm sorry a lot even though like there's really nothing that I'm sorry for right because again he is a kid and he's a kid and like kids do those kind of things but I say I'm sorry a lot. So, like, I definitely understand the quality of life is great. Like, my boy is thriving, 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 thriving. But it just looks different. Yeah. yeah. It just I looks mean, so different. Everybody's, 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 children nowadays are different than what it was when we were growing up. Yeah, because we knew to stand next to the car. Don't move. Don't do this. Stay here. Right. Don't touch this. Yes. Don't do this. And I, I kind of love how it's been shifted and kids get to be a bit more free. Like, autism and ADHD, to me, sounds like they're superpower. Like, they are spreading love. They're spreading light. He's cheerful. Like, if I saw him in the store, oh, my gosh, I would literally start dancing with him. I would be like, yes, this is so cool, isn't it? You want to play with it? You want to, like, he would want to get in my car and come home with me because, like, I just love how this generation of kids, it seems like, is not – like, oh, what words am I looking for here? Help me. Conforming to societal norms. Yes. They aren't afraid to express themselves. They aren't afraid to just be a pure child, yeah. full of love and light. Oh, my gosh. And it's one of those things that, like, at some point, why are we crushing their creativity and their personalities and their things and, like, who they are? People were crushing it for so long. Why are we doing that? Because then what happens is we get these adults who don't know who they are, 
who are self-conscious, who who have like anxiety and depression yeah. and all these things when we could have just let them be as children and I, I, I guess be happy. AJ goes to so he's gonna be an Oh yeah, my middle child. You know what he said when he wants to grow up? He's gonna be an astronaut, and you know what his dad's gonna be so he can pay for to be an astronaut? He's gonna work at McDonald's. Because McDonald's is his favorite food, and he's gonna work at McDonald's, and he's gonna live in an RV because then he doesn't have to pay for a house so that he can save money so he can go to school for an astronaut. That's literally that's his plan. Me too. You you tell him that I worked at McDonald's and it was awesome. That is literally his plan. I'm not real sure if McDonald's salary is going to pay for astronaut school, but he They do have scholarships. That is that is his that's his that's his goal. That's his goal and that's been his goal for forever. And mm-hmm. like people see my kids and they're like, Your kids are like kids and I'm, I'm like, Yeah, they're supposed to be kids. That's what's that's what they are. Like one kid, like Lex today, he had socks on with sandals, and one of his socks was inside out. I told him that it was inside out. He said, "Hey, your sock is inside out," and he's like, "Well, what do I need to do?" I was like, "You got mama, like you got some options. You can either take all your socks off, you can turn this one sock around, or you can leave said sock." He left said sock, and we he's eight. He's eight. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not that important. Right. So. What did you say? What was postpartum? Oh, yeah, okay. Sorry. What was your experience with postpartum depression as a special needs mom? Like, you kind of touched on it. I did. I know you, you went, you were like eight months, like, it was eight months. Well, but, like, how did you get yourself, like, out, like, how did you get yourself out and, like, everything? Like, how did it go? Yeah. That's a really great question. And whenever I was thinking about my answer, <laughs> I'm like, how did I get myself out? Because when you're in the midst of it, I mean, I guess I just took it literally one day at a time, one moment at a time, one hour at a time. Um, I used to know someone. I mean, obviously, I still know her, but I used to frequently talk with someone who she owned a business and she was on social media and she would always just mention in her story I was dealing with postpartum depression. And that's it. She she never explained it, never like went into depth how it affected her, how bad it actually was. So when I heard like postpartum depression before I became a mom, I'm just like you know, I just don't understand. I'm like you know, I know it was a bad thing because she would always mention that she was struggling and it was because of that and but that's it. It was very surface level. And I tend to be a very deep person. I like to get kind of deep when I meet people. I'm like what was your childhood like? What trauma do we need to address today? She's my kind of person. I like that. <laughs> I, I like to be a little deep, you know? So, um, but to get back on track, let's see. I guess I don't think I really, that's what I, that's what I say. I was never diagnosed with like postpartum depression, but you know, it was, I remember, well, I don't really remember the first like three months. That's when you're up you know, every two hours, or crying, you're crying, like, everybody's crying. Right, so, I don't really know, thank the Lord, I have an amazing husband who was there with me and helped me every single day, every single night, so I wasn't alone, it was so stressful, and I just remember when she got diagnosed, that's when I, like, oh my God, went downhill, so she was five months old, and then we was about, 
Yes. Did Pudding have to stay in the hospital? Like, was she in the hospital at all? Or did Ooh, great question. Yeah, let's put a pin right there. Um, she was in the NICU for only four days, though. I also want to mention she was full term. She was not a preemie baby. She was like 39 weeks and I think four or five days. Um, and let's see. She went down into the NICU because she was spitting up like green, green stuff. They want to make sure she didn't have an infection. And I guess when I had a C-section, so when the babies are pushed out vaginally, it kind of squeezes all of that stuff out of them, I guess. And yeah. so since she wasn't, it didn't, but they didn't know that at the time, and they rushed her down to the NICU. Oh, my God. And it was so scary. I was so scared. My husband was asleep. They're like, we need to, you know, they start, I see her start getting a little nervous, and she calls another nurse in, and I'm like, what's going on? Is she okay? They're like, we need to just take her down to the NICU, keep a close eye on her. I'm like, oh, my God. So I let Dane sleep, and I asked the nurse to actually wake him up. She did not. I had to go wake him up, but neither here nor there. So we're down in the NICU. Like, all these doctors are rushing. There's, like, eight people around her hooking her up, and she's screaming, and she's crying. And, you know, once she got hooked up, she was a bit more calm, which calmed me. I'm like, okay. She was freaking out in our room. She's more calm down here. But one of us stayed down there with her literally 24-7. And I just remember when – the doctor, I went into the doctor's office, because those were all nurses. I misspoke earlier. Those are all nurses. I went to the doctor's office, and she, like, pulled out a piece of paper, and I just remember her drawing, like, a little stomach and, like, just the digestive system, and she was just talking, and I lost it. I couldn't even – I didn't even know what she was saying, really. I just started bawling my head off. I'm like, what is happening? What is going on? And she, she comforted me so much, though. She put her hand on my shoulder. She's like – this is your first one, isn't it? <laughs> and I was like, yes. And she's like, she's like, oh, sweetie. She's like, it's totally normal to feel that way. You know, I know this can be a little confusing, but we do this every single day. <laughs> she's like, we do this every day. We're just trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, she was in the NICU for four days, and it was just getting that green stuff out of her, that gunk out of her. Um and she was really kind of little, so I think she was on, like, an IV and oxygen, maybe. Maybe not oxygen. She was definitely on an IV down there. Okay. Um, and then we had to work on, like, feeding for a while. She didn't have, like, a good latch, so. That, but that was the only reason why. All right. All right, so back to. <laughs> no, good question, though. I didn't mention that earlier with the testing stuff. Like... But, yeah, back to postpartum, I mean, Honestly, I don't have a, this is exactly what I did on the first day of postpartum. This is what I did on the second day. This is how I felt at the end of the first week. This is, I would have loved to journal throughout the process, but I just had absolutely no energy. <laughs> um, so, you know, I had like two months of just grief, crying, not doing anything, not, you know, barely showering, just bare minimum taking care of myself and taking care of my kid, really. And then I just started realizing, like, okay, you have things to do. You know, my husband was there for me throughout the whole entire thing. He would put little, oh, what's the word? <laughs> Plant little seeds in my head of, like, encouragement. And, you know, none of it stuck at the time because my mind wasn't fertile ground to receive it. But it did help. And I would start journaling, like I said. I would try to try to dance again. <laughs> I'll just try to do things that brought me joy. And I don't know, slowly but surely – Slowly but surely, everything changed. There's not, like, a certain day where I was like, oh, my gosh, my postpartum is gone. Woo. Um, and, you know, I haven't really had, like, a sad day in a long, long time. Um, so, 
So it was just literally taking it day by day, um, asking for help, speaking up to my husband that I'm dealing with this. And even though he doesn't understand it, like I just need someone to listen to me. I need a hug. I need to cry. Um, I, I believe that emotions, emotion is energy emotion. And so when you're feeling things like that, you got to like get it out somehow. So um, I just took it day by day. I would say journaling. I started talking to God. I started reading my Bible and like I had, I had no choice to lean on my own understanding. Like I had to seek or a higher power or creator, you know, no one knows anything about my daughter. So I'm like, what is going on? So that has really what helped me. And then when I met James and Stacy McDonald, they're the ones that introduced me to young living with the oils for put in. As I was learning more about the oils, I was like, okay, I can use a few of these for myself. I meant to bring my stress blend over here. Um, but once I started learning more about like essential oils and how they can help with so many different things besides just neurological issues like anxiety, depression, just mood stabilizers, um, there's all types of different products Young Living has for things like that. So I do wear like a stress relief blend every day and I just found a few oils that I could even just rub them on my hands and like, and it would just kind of bring a sense of relief over me. So I did start using them for myself. That probably helped a little bit, too. So when said, I love Young Living. <laughs> Me too, math tutor Tiff. <laughs> so what is, it, what is it that you and Dane do for work? Because I know you guys do network marketing. Like, what does that entail? Yeah. Yes. So um, network marketing, and we might step on some toes here because it's formerly known as MLM. Okay. And I used to be an MLM hater. Hater. The, bo the whole boss babe movement, the whole, you know, cold calling. I would get so many DMs when I was in college, like, hey, girl, I was just scrolling through my feed, and you look like you would be so good at what I do. Hey, boss babe, you want to be boss babe with me? And <laughs> I actually got sucked in. I might be getting a little off track. I got, I got sucked into a network marketing company, and I had no idea that I was actually in a network marketing company. This girl, I made the mistake of giving her my phone number, and she was probably just doing what her sponsor was telling her to do, so I don't blame her absolutely at all, young girl trying to build a business, but I made the yeah. mistake of giving her my phone number, and then she would not leave me alone, and I was a extreme people pleaser back then and could not just say, hey, please stop texting me, or hey, I'm not interested. I literally couldn't even say, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> I would always make up some excuse or something, so I... Gave her my credit card information, y'all. I was like, you know what? If this is going to get you to leave me alone, yeah, sign Here, me up. Whatever you've been trying to talk to me about. Oh, yeah. And so um, <laughs> I started getting all these packages sent to my house once a month. And, like, it, it was – what's the company? Oh, please, no. What's the company? It Works. Yeah. Have you ever heard of It Works? It works. No. no. What? It's kind of a popular, like, network marketing company. I think it's, like, coffee and, like, skin products or something. It it works. So I was just getting all this stuff in the mail, and they always get me, too. And I'm like, I'm like, what? She never te texted me again, either. Never talked to me again. Like, never talked to me again. So I ended up canceling that, and I didn't know that that was network marketing until I met my husband. And he was already in a network marketing company with his dad. They joined a credit restoration kind of financial literacy package business mm -hmm. because they wanted to bring that to their community and he wasn't taught with it and his dad wasn't taught with it and it was just a good opportunity at the time for where they were in life. 
So um, I'm, I'm from a very, very small town. I, I thought the only way you could make money is going to college, getting into debt, and getting a job, and then you work and pay bills, and then you die, and that's life. So I was very depressed. I was very depressed when I met my husband, and he just totally opened my mind up to, you know, honestly, the first time he exposed me to the company, they always have, I really want to change kind of the industry of network marketing for the better because they always have these promo videos that are incredibly flashy with super nice cars and really big mansions and just like these, it seems unattainable. It doesn't even seem real. Like he was telling me the company is going to pay for your house $5,000 a month for a mortgage. I'm like, who does that and where? That sounds like a scam. That sounds like a scam, bro. Like, no, I'm what? It sounds like a scam. And I got to pay you to join the company, you have to pay to be like, I could go get a job for free. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> so, you know, that's just the whole investing in yourself and business. And I obviously understand now, but I had a very much employee mindset back then. And it wasn't until he took me to their first convention. And I saw all these people talking about credit and talking about business and talking about generational wealth and talking about ways to make money that weren't going to school and weren't getting a job and having vending machines and owning properties and being, you know, I was like, I don't want to share too much about his past, but he was a little hoodlum. So he was out here making money on the street and then bringing me to this. And I'm looking at him like, who are you? Like, why are you not focused on this? Like, I don't understand. So then we just locked arms. I did join with him. I paid my last 300 bucks because I had to, to go to the convention. Um, so it was honestly my insecurity that helped me get into network marketing. But then once I learned about the industry and, um, you know, like, <laughs> sorry, my phone's going off. Um, like how everything works. And I was like, oh my God, it works as a network marketing company. Like I signed up as an affiliate. I got my monthly products. I was supposed to go online or go, I was supposed to promote that. I was supposed to build a business. Like, that's what I was supposed to do. Oh, my God. But um, I, I feel like MLMs, and that's kind of an outdated word for it, but network marketing, I feel like it's a really bad rep because of that, that situation I was in in the beginning. Like, she spammed the crap out of me, never yeah. got to know me. Um, you know, I wasn't truly committed to the process. I would always make excuses. Like, you know what I mean? She was just trying to get a sign up. And then she left me high and dry after I signed up. But she probably, again, did not know what she was doing, was probably very scared. Um, in my first experience in the company I was working, I would do the same. I'd get a customer, and then I'm like, holy, sh what do I do now? I don't know what to do now. Like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. Um, and, you know, one of the best things about network marketing is it is very inexpensive to start a business. It is not necessarily your own business. You are working underneath a corporation. Someone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, someone started and made the business, but they control, it's like 80% turnkey. They control the payouts. You know, you don't have to do any payouts. You don't have to make your own website. A website's included. You don't have to package and ship your own products. Those things happen for you. All you have to do is either use the product or service and then share with others how it's helped you. So it's very inexpensive to start and get into, which is a good thing for people who like want to experience the entrepreneur world but they don't have enough money to go get an LLC or start their own business or buy a building or things like that um but on the same on the same on the opposite hand I guess it's very inexpensive to start and therefore people who are trying to get rich quick 
and make a quick buck, pay and sign up. And then that's when like the mass recruiting of just spamming people starts. So unfortunately it does have a bad rep for people who just get in and don't take it necessarily very seriously. Um, but yeah. So to answer your question, <laughs> um, I, I still work, I work part-time now at Olive Garden. My husband actually was able just to let go of his job. He had a job for a year when we, when we first moved here. So he's full-time entrepreneur, social media content creator. We're trying to have seven streams of income. The average millionaire has seven streams of income. Yes, ma'am. We didn't yeah, know. Take is, notes, y'all. That is it. Um, so we're there. We know. We, we yeah. I, I see y'all. I see y'all. Okay. This is going up. Don't worry. This is going up. I told my mom about this podcast. Y'all, it's spreading in Missouri. So don't yes. worry. But um, we still do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, the credit business, that's what we were doing together when we met. We still believe that there's a lot of people on my page that need that. That's a, Credit is a very serious thing in life. Just at my work at Olive Garden, one of the servers, I hear her talking about my credit's not as good as my roommates. I can't get into X, Y, Z. And we're not taught about it in school. We just, wow. we just grow up as adults, and you're taught about it whenever you get a bill in the mail for a credit card you were sent that you started using. And you're like, what? I'm supposed to pay this? Like, or you try to go get a car or a house, like an apartment like I was, and they're like, you have zero credit. And I'm like, what the heck is credit? Oh, your credit, your credit, your credit score is 400. And they're like, what about those? Right. Right, because your parent put something in your name, and you didn't know when you was a kid. Like, but they didn't know either. You know, we got to forgive them because they they didn't know necessarily either. So we do still do the credit business. I work part time at Olive Garden, and I did just launch and start being like a Young Living affiliate to share to share that. Um. So what is Truth Drops? Ooh. So Truth Drops. <laughs> Can you grab that book for me, Melissa? It is a book that my friend Stacy wrote. Yeah, you need credit for everything. Sometimes if you want to go get, oh, that's not it. Sorry, I think it's over there somewhere. I don't know. We'll grab it if I have it. But um, sorry, this comment, <laughs> this comment distracted me. You need credit for everything, really. If you want to go get like a phone, sometimes you have, have to have good credit. You gotta have and credit is one of those things that no one tells you. One, they don't. No one tells you about it. And then two, no one tells you how like really important it is but then like I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. The good and the bad, <laughs> the good and the bad of the credit. It's like just credit in general. Like no they're just like, oh yeah, you just need credit. You, you just need credit. credit. Okay, what type of credit? Yeah. What do I need? And then they give you like, oh you're approved with this credit card with five thousand dollars on it and you're out here spinning up a fucking credit card and no one tells you you're just supposed to use some of the $5,000, not all of the $5,000, just a little bit of the $5,000 to keep your credit good and continue to raise your credit score. No one tells you any of these things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. If if anybody does need credit help, though, they can obviously DM me and, you know, my husband and I will chat with them. Y'all hit me up. We, we're working on, like, a website right now to where you can kind of fill out this form that tells us a little bit about it and then. The, we'll do the consultation or whatnot. It takes like five minutes. I might, I might probably fifteen. My boyfriend away. <laughs> and I could probably tap into like a promotion for y'all. Like I might send my boyfriend that way because we're trying to buy a house. And um, well, my boy, he's the only one with a, a W two. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so he's got to have it. He's got to have it. Yeah. <laughs> and that credit score is 
he was one of those unfortunate souls where you know they didn't tell him about the credit and he just went out here just willy-nilly doing all the crazy crazies and then he has to pay for it and um now in this lifetime in this space and yeah mom yeah if i see him your way yeah i i would love to chat with him and help him <laughs> It's average of like six to nine months on our program. If you're trying to buy a home, I do always say kind of closer to nine to a year. Um, but we'll talk about all that stuff. Definitely yeah. just send my way. Yeah. So yeah, Truth Drops is this book that I have started reading. I haven't finished it yet. That's why I have not necessarily announced or launched the online class that I plan to do with this. But um, my mentor, Stacy, this is a scriptural protocol for releasing your past with essential oils. So she did go through a little bit of trauma. She has really a lot of raw honesty and compassion in here. Um, but how she infused hope and healing into struggling with, like, toxic thoughts. And for some reason, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was postpartum. But I was dealing with just a lot of toxic thoughts. If I don't get up and fill my cup up every single day, it's like there's this little little voice in my head. You know, I think we all have that voice in our head. You know, that's like, you're not good enough. You can't do this. Um, you know, who do you think you are? I think we mm -hmm. all have that. And it's like, are you going to listen to it or not? And our childhood and people either pouring confidence into us or bashing us oppositely totally affects it. But Truth Drops is her book. And you use the feelings kit. It comes with forgiveness. These are all oils. So these are the name of the blends. And then the blends have like 20 different oils inside of them. So it comes with forgiveness, harmony, inner child, present time, release, and valor. And she goes through this book on how to use them and what different techniques to use, like whenever you are um, journaling or whenever you're feeling these feelings, like just really kind of doing the shadow work, doing the self work, healing the inner child. And I've always seen, you know, content about that on my For You page. I've always wanted to do it, and I've done it at a very surface level because I'm kind of scared to open up <laughs> open up that past um, hatch, but I think in order for me to elevate and grow to where I see God having me and impacting the world, I have to address it. So that's what I'm going to do. And I would love to, like any of my following, I feel like a lot of my following is kind of similar to me. Obviously, you follow people that are similar to you that you like. And so just if anyone was, um, you know, wanting to heal their inner child or dealing with things like that, I am going to host an online class in a few months. Um, so they'll have to order, like, the kit. And then the first five, I think I'm going to send them a free book. Maybe write something inside of it or something like that. But, oh, that's yeah. cute. I love so, it. You know, stay tuned for that and follow yeah. you on, on your socials. Yes. I did okay. find both of your guys' Instagrams in the bio yes. of Rooted and for Moms. So I, I, added, I added you today. I accepted. Um, I am going to definitely actually try to get better because if you notice I'm not consistent yeah, and I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna get consistent that's my goal because I need to be consistent because yes. we need to make this money finish your income that's what we need right <laughs> you can do it so, you can do it you, yeah for sure I can I just need to do better <laughs> so last and final question where do we see you Dane and Clinton in five years? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. I was wondering, I'm like, are they going to throw me a curveball? Are they going to ask something about our future? Of course um, we are. We, we are going to make like an in-depth YouTube video. This is a very asked question, um, like on our TikTok. But 
where do you see us in five years? 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Oh, my Lord. So. What? Yes. God willing, hopefully we will have another child or two. We do want to continue to expand our family. Not right now. Got good birth control. Not right now. <laughs> but <laughs> God willing, you know, by 27, hopefully I have one or two more. Um, we plan to be out of Illinois. I don't know if we're going to actually settle somewhere or kind of like your son. He sounds really cool, by the way. I have always wanted to do the travel life, the RV life. Um, you know, just inexpensive. I want my kids to see the world. Five years, man. Hopefully, um, I'll be able to be on stages speaking somewhere, traveling with Goddess, speaking about bringing awareness to um, just her condition and helping other special needs moms because it is tough. It is tough, tough, tough to manage everything that comes along with different therapies, different doctors. You have to keep all the appointments straight, and then you have to still fill your own cup up. Um, and mm -hmm. so it's just a lot. It took me a really long time to get well organized and even to be up here talking to you guys like just a few months back. No, I probably wouldn't have been able to. Um, so I want to be spe speaking on stages, traveling, you know, we will be just impacting the world more than we are now. Hopefully. I love it. It sounds like there's goals and there's things and I am here for all of them. Oh, oh. And an 850 credit score. <laughs> it takes some years. It takes some years. People think that, like, some people hit me up, and they're like, girl, I need to buy a house in four months. And I'm like, four months. Four months is going to do it. I'm like, did it? I don't know, but. And, like, I'm not going to lie. It does. You said six months to a year it does a year my mom was able to get to 600 and something in a year yeah it she takes was able to time it, it takes, takes time. time a year a year honestly isn't even that long no either some companies out here are charging fifteen hundred dollars a month they're they're making you sign a contract you got to stay for two and a half years they say okay we're gonna work on this a negative item first, or we're gonna work on TransUnion first, and then we're gonna do this, then we're gonna do that, do that. And I knew nothing about credit when I ran into this company, but I have kind of done my research because I don't want to bring something to my audience that I don't fully trust and believe in. So I put my parents through this program. Um, I have someone get a bankruptcy removed, but bottom line, there's no contract. It's just if and when you're satisfied, no strings attached, you can cancel and go, no fees, no nothing like that. And they work on every single negative item with all three bureaus at one time, disputing. So Ooh. it's a much faster process. They're not, like, I have literally met and shook hands with the owner and heard him speak and heard him talk and heard his story. He's from another country and came here and is a self-made entrepreneur. And he just realized how important credit was when he got to this country. And he wanted to create a financial package. It's much more than just credit. That's like the flagship product. But he wanted to create a financial portfolio package that the average person or family could afford. It's literally $89 a month and you can get it free if you refer people. So it's very inexpensive. And I always help my clients reframe their mindset as this is not another bill. This is an investment. You're paying a couple hundred now so that in the future, you don't have to pay thousands, if not hundreds of thousands because of your credit score. You're going to have a much higher credit score. You're going to get to save that money. 
Yes. I'm paid out, so. Trust me. Hey, let's see. What is this? It's a... Yeah, wait, what is he talking about? Took them folks way long than that to get that score where it is. Oh, oh, yeah. So, like, people who want their score fixed in three months. Like, it didn't take you three months to get bad credit. You know, this is, like, years and years and years of damage here. So, like, we are don't have a magic wand. Like, we can't just bibbidi-bobbidi-boop. I wish. But you got to, you got to. You gotta work the system and send your disputes off and different things like that. Yeah. So he, he corrected himself. Yes, it is so yeah, worth it. I mean, turning the is definitely worth it. Um, obviously, you need it. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'm definitely gonna um definitely gonna send. Gotta send him your way, just so you can at least give him some tidbits. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. But we will talk. So I have, I have a Facebook group. I stopped posting in it. I think when everything started happening with Goddess, but um, when I relaunched earlier this year, I had posted a few things in it, and now I regularly kind of post in. I have this Facebook group. I think it's called Better Credit Bootcamp 2023. And so that's where I just post, like, free information, free tips. You can learn about credit. You can learn how to calculate it, what it means, why is it important, and even some tips like how to remove hard inquiries for free, how to, like, some people have extra, they have old addresses or old names. Or One of my clients had a random Social Security number on his credit score. I mean, on his credit report, excuse me. Y'all better check your credit reports now. You better check them. Well, um, I, I, I just recently checked mine, so I'm straight. Good. Uh, we, I, I'm good. Um, I did have like a random address, and I was like, "No." So let me send this letter, and that's not me. Yes. I don't know who that is. No, thank you. But other than that, mine is good. Um, no random, no random social security numbers, no random nothing, no, no, no nothing random. I just need credit. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. It's it's a lot that goes into it, and building it is part of it. But like little tip for y'all y'all people on here now and math tutor tip the name of it is better credit boot camp 2023 um it should say like group by sadie pearl rutherford hopefully <laughs> if not just send me a dm and i can invite you to it but um yeah i didn't know i forgot what i was gonna say actually to be honest thank you Thank you for being on our podcast. Oh, yeah, thank oh you. Oh my gosh, thank you. absolutely. Can we do this again in like six months or something? Uh, of course, <laughs> of course we can. We're going to check in. Yeah. Check in in six months. You guys are all doing, if anybody else needs some help, and this truth drops, I will be there. Yes. 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 Love to. I'm gonna do like private zooms with everybody who gets the kit and wants to do it. It's oh my gosh, it's gonna be amazing. And I would love to do something local, but it's, it'd be kind of hard to get everybody, you know, in one local spot. Yeah, through the internet. You know, yeah. technology is amazing. So. It is, it is so much easier. And honestly, you live in Illinois. It's great. It's great. Don't get me wrong. But what Illinois? Illinois? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would say it's great. I mean, I'm thankful for where well, I am. See, you know, I didn't want to take you live there. I didn't want to be like it's not that great because <laughs> <laughs> you, you you actually live there. Um, I'm actually from there. We we moved from from there to Florida. So like, I 
you know. <laughs> Wait, you guys live in Florida now? Yeah, we live in Florida. So, so in five years, hopefully that's where we'll be. Okay. We did always want to move to Florida. There's a place called NeuroWorks, and it's like a neurology, I mean, yeah, neurological therapy place for children and adults. Yes. And I follow this, this girl's daughter has spinocerebellar ataxia type 29, so it is a little bit different than goddesses. Um, but their therapy place is just absolutely amazing. It's like the best therapy place that I've ever found so far. So we are going to go. My husband and I wanted to go somewhere hot, but now that we have a child, obviously she comes first. So wherever we can get the best care for her, that's where we're going to go. Hopefully it's also somewhere hot, though. I don't think it's number worse. Um, I don't know who it falls under, but I have heard of it. I don't know. Of neuro work?